Welcome to the SAP Concur Conversations podcast. Each episode, we sit down with industry experts, visionaries, and leaders as they share what it takes to build forward-thinking spend and travel programs. Our goal is to get you thinking differently about how your organization spends money. I'm your host, Jean Dion. I'm the Vice President of the Value Experience Team here at SAP Concur, and my team works with our customers to bring positive business outcomes based on data-driven insights. Today, I am joined by Mesam Farohi of Roku. Mesam has relentlessly focused on optimizing Roku's T&E processes with great success thanks to his growth mindset. He understands the importance of asking the right questions, aiming for simplicity, and educating himself and others while striving for innovation and maximization of the benefits of Roku's T&E program. We're going to talk all about how Mesum has driven that innovation, efficiency, and optimization. But first, I'm going to turn it over to him to introduce himself. So would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Gene. I'm so excited to be here, and I love podcasts. So I love what I do and have a great Concourse Soxes story to talk about. So just a little background about myself. My name is Mason Faroke. As you mentioned, I'm a senior global travel and expense specialist with, I would say, seven plus years of experience in overseeing all the technology, process, and systems that drive travel booking, expense settlement, credit card management, expense auditing, and end user support. So I was part of the travel experience team that was also recognized by SAP Concord for their creative auditing strategies and use of an AI tool in March 2020. With my current role, I focus on reducing spend, complying with policy, and a streamlining process by maximizing the benefit of SAP Concord, as you brought it up. Thank you so much for that background. So there's a lot to dive into here today, but I, I want to start in a place where it warms the cockles of my heart to hear. So we've had some conversation back and forth previously. And one of the things that you told me is that you kind of reject or refuse to be limited by that statement. Well, we've always done it this way. That kind of mentality actually stops innovation and change your organization. It even quashes growth. So can you tell me a little bit about how you have taken that phrase out of the vocabulary in Roku and have started working towards different ways to grow and optimize your program? I like that question and that quote. This is my favorite. And I'm happy that you started with saying that and reminding me because I also want to remind myself every day that I wake up that, you know, the most dangerous phrase in the language is we've always done in this way. We just have to accept that world has changed, and especially after COVID, we learn a lot from optimizing and using the technology the way that we can take advantage and maximize the benefit of using it, right? So this is how I look at it. I mean, we've done things differently, and it's hard to have a change and think about changing something overnight. But if we plan it and if we want it, based on my experience, it will happen. Again, may not happen overnight, but it will happen. So the first question I would ask anybody, is that something that you want to do it? 
because you have to be the first person initiating. And when you want it, then you're gonna open up the door to yourself. And in this case, SAP Concord platform can offer you a lot to achieve that goal. And this is what I think every day that I come to work, I wanna be that person that change things in the way that we improve and we can make the process efficient. So I know you come to work every day with new ideas, but when you're presenting these ideas, how important do you think it is to nail that first impression, to really hit the target the first time you have this conversation and bring that, that idea up with the powers that be? Exactly. So this is very important topic. We can talk about it hours, but the first impression, it's very important. And it's not just in business and everything that you do. It's very important how you start advertising something, right? So the people are busy. They have different way to look at the thing. So the way we communicate and we make something interesting, to me, it's very important. I call it effective communication. So you just have to have that mindset that when you come up with a new idea, new process, the way that you're going to talk about it, it makes a huge difference. We have to understand audience, who we are going to talk about. Is it the CEO of the company? Is it just the admin group? Is it just a friend of mine? The way that you communicate with the different group is different. Also, to make it even more complicated, if you have the global company and you want to communicate about this idea with the people around the world, with the different culture, times, everything matters. So we just have to think what way we can come up with that makes the impact and makes that group interesting to look at into your idea, right? So that's the first things that we have to accomplish. And it doesn't happen until you come up with the plan and then make that communication very useful. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's something that you have said to me previously, and, and I, I want to delve a little bit into that, that idea about that first impression being critical, but also that the idea that solutions are rarely one size fits all. They're not always perfect. I think you once said to me, it may not always be the best solution, but in the end, one plus three is four and two plus two is four as well. So as you start thinking about this first impression and understanding what you're bringing to the organization and bringing to that group that you're trying to put this idea in front of, how important is it for you to be able to understand what the right questions that they may be asking and what the right questions that you might be asking yourself? How important is that education in the tool to you having that ability to ask the right questions? So it may not be required for your day-to-day -day job, right? So nobody is going to ask that, hey, do you have this as a requirement to be able to do this job? The answer could be no. But again, based on the experience, is it good for you to know about something that you do every day with the expert level? That my answer is Yes. Why I'm saying that? Because 
that create efficiency right here. When I know something that I don't need to ask for the second time, that saved me time, that ultimately saved time for my audience. So I usually start with a little bit research to see, okay, what are my options? If I'm gonna come up with some, you know, communication or some question, is it something that I already know the answer? So I make sure that, you know, I emphasize on what I'm asking and who I'm asking from. So this is very important for me. And again, just as an example, it could be as easy as, you know, attend a webinar, attend a training. SAP Concord is famous for doing all those things in a very nice and fun way that nobody gets bored or get the certification and make yourself familiarized with the workflow policy, the things that you can do within this powerful travel and expense solution, right? So do these things that makes you to identify the right question. Now I know how the system works. Now I just need somebody to confirm that for me. Just think about it. Rather than explain an, an issue in 10 sentence, you can just easily ask a simple question and again, get the support from Concord, but make it efficient. Just ask them, did I do this right? or? Am I in right track? Can you just verify that? And that also build that trust between you, Concord, and eventually end user that you already did your homework. You know what's happening here. You just want to confirm that's the best answer that you can give out to your end user. And to me, that's the way to go. And it's a win-win for you, for the company, for end user, for everyone. Everyone likes that. So uh, you mentioned something in there, a little nugget in there that I, I want to kind of go back and, and, and pick your brain about. You mentioned using all the resources that you have and leveraging those resources. And you talked a little bit about the SAP Concur resources that are available to any customer. And so I'm just curious... When you're using these resources, do you have an example of when you've been able to use these resources to really make a change within your company? Did it come from like a webinar? Did it come from some of the crowdsourcing within the community? Is there something that you can point to to give an example of how you've used those tools to your advantage and to your corporation's advantage? Sure. Just before I explain about all those beautiful resources that SAP Concord offers, just want to kind of, you know, give a little bit, I would call it like experience sharing to all the Concord admin or the audience that it also could be overwhelming if we don't make our priority clear, because it's great that we all have those access to the resources through Concord. But it also it's beneficial for us to understand what are the priority. Are we tackling some issue in the expense side, travel side, reporting what we really want to get from Concord? Because if you get to the Concord and Concord training and a webinar, you kind of feel that, oh my God, you know, where should I start? And it's good that we have access to all the resources, but it's also good idea to kind of make your one to three priority for the next few months. And then from there, you can start and navigating through all those resources. Now, going back to your question, yes, Concord in terms of training is amazing. One of the favorite, 
part that I kind of, I feel that I have to log in every day is the Concord community. Why I'm saying that when I'm talking about the community, it's not just, you know, Concord. When you hear that word right away, you think about, okay, community. It's just, it means to me is bunch of friends, bunch of people that they are sitting, sharing experience, talking about different issue and right there, that's a huge advantage to me. Why? Because that saved me a lot of time. I get lots of those times back that I can focus in other area in the travel and expense. I go to that community platform. I see the people obviously virtually, but it feels alive because the people talk, the people, you know, there are some interaction that you feel somebody ask a question, somebody answer it, then, you know, they come up with, another work around to look at the same issue that you might have it. Just think about it, like how many things happening virtually that you can take advantage and you just grab it and apply to your day-to-day. That's one area. The other area, I would say just a training, Concord training by itself. They have the beautiful knowledge base resources that you can start typing. And once you start typing, you see all those beautiful question and answer. I mean, what else you would like to have, right? It's right there. It's just a matter of make it priority, ask yourself what are you looking for, and then tackle it at the time. Yeah. So there's so many resources. There's so many pieces of training, but I'm curious about one thing. So when I was a customer, I had advanced configuration training. And so it helped me understand exactly how the tool worked. And it led me to be better at the solutions that I was making. And I'm curious, do you have advanced configuration training too? And if you have, could you explain how this helps you in your day-to-day, even though you might not be configuring every day, but it's that idea of how is this helping you in your overall and overarching goal of making sure that you have innovation coming in and you're able to ask the right questions and provide the right answers. Yes, I can talk about it for again another hour. Yeah. But you know, it's again, it's just good that you kind of educate yourself for everything. Obviously we don't have that luxury of time, but just as a simple answer to your question, having the understanding of the basic of Concord platform, it helps you day to day because it creates that knowledge that you know what you are talking about it. And that's the most important things that you should be qualified for, especially if that's your primary job at the global company. So again, it could be not something that mandatory or required for your day to day, but depending on what are your goals, what you want to achieve, it may be a great start for you as a Concord The reason that I wanted to get that advanced configuration training is that, again, as you said, to know more about what Concord can do for us. I know that we talk about all those resources, but when you start educate yourself, you go to the platform deep and deep and deeper, you find out, wow, there are more than what I was thinking. I used to create an IT ticket. I used to create 10 concord requests every day to get to my answer. Now, with just having that understanding of the basic platform, I can 
do those things myself. I don't need to have any help, especially, you know, if you're working most of the time remotely, this is like a one-man show, right? You have to figure it out. Why not? Now I have that time back. Now I know how to create a policy. Now I know how to can change the workflow. Again, Concord is always over there. And if you ask the question, they're not going to say, sorry, not going to answer your question because you have the training. It just make the process efficient, right? So they are there, but as not the primary health, as a backup health, which is amazing. I love the way that do things here because I love to verify my work. And I am kind of person that, you know, I want to learn about what I'm doing every day. It's better, you know, about something that, you know, the people ask the question because you feel that, you know, I'm obligated to give them the right answer. And this is the feeling, right? That you get it. You feel that, like, okay, I knew about these things. Now I can share the right answer rather than just, you know, get that email and forward it to somebody and then tell them good luck. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about the resources that you use. We've talked about the idea for innovations and knowing the right questions to ask, but I have a question to ask and I've seen it with some customers. I know I've been guilty of it in the past and it ties to the idea of simplification. And I have been part of projects that have over-engineered. I have seen the effects of over-engineering, but you talk a lot about the power of simplification. And I'm just curious, can you define for me what you mean by simple and the power of simplification? Because I know everybody has a different meaning around simple, but for you, what does simple mean? That's a great question. And that's the right way to talk about this, right? What simple means to you? Because different people, different group, different company, maybe they come up with their own terminology as what simple means to them. For me here, simple means that what makes the job easier for or end user or internal people. The whoever I communicate with them every day. If I feel that you know that traffic goes down, that means that you know I have a simple process that is not just me that following, but also the end user aware and they follow the same process. So every time I think about make something simple, it's not just about the me that I feel it right and I feel okay, great. You know, to me it's simple. No, it shouldn't be just to me feel simple. It should be what's simple for your end user that 3,000 employees that globally they're going to look at it and they're going to follow it. Again, it's not something that happened overnight, but if this is your mindset and this is how you think about it, you can approach it. How? With the right training, right communication, right survey. Just ask them, what do you like to see? Same thing that the Concord is doing to us. Sometimes ask us, hey, come up to the... come." to this webinar, attend this seminar, just share your idea with us. So the same things I copy and apply to my end user. Ask them, what are those things that makes your day challenging? How can I help you? 
And I look at the result, right? Because one thing is that sometimes we forget we measure it, right? We have to measure that. Okay, look at it. So if we, they ask me to do this and then I kind of change the process, now compared to last year, I see like a 45% increase of efficiency. So that means that something is working. So continue that, right? If you feel that, you know, if you get the feedback and it doesn't work, then that's a time that you kind of rethink and, you know, ask them what are the challenges? Why you don't use that? We have the Concord Mobile app. We did all those trainings. So if the adoption is only 10%, so something is not working. Ask their idea. What is that? Is that something that you are not getting? You are not familiar? Because to me, the phone is like right now, unfortunately, 70% of the time of all the people time, right? So if we don't have that adoption in using Concord app, so what is not communicating effectively with them? Right, right. So it sounds like as part of your optimization and simplification, you are actually soliciting feedback. So, and proactively doing it. You're not waiting for them to come and talk to you about a problem that they have. You're actually actively going out and asking questions. So can I ask, how are you doing this? Are you using surveys? Are you using prompts? Are you calling together focus groups? How do you get that feedback proactively? This is a very interesting question because it's also challenging, especially when you are working in the global companies, right? Right. You have to deal with different group, different personality, different culture. And again, the reason that I'm just mentioning this because I experience how those little things in the communication makes a huge difference and everything. Again, I know that I repeat that communication a few times in our podcast, but you have no idea how important is that to everybody because everything is start from there. And then the day that you think that, okay, let's stop it. You know, nobody needs to know. We don't need to communicate. That's when, you know, to me, it's kind of failure because we kind of give up and we feel, we assume, that's a scary <laughs> word, we assume right. they knew, right? <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. just cannot stop it. We just have to talk with them if, if, again, based on the data, we look at the reporting, we come up with the reporting based on the country, we can go deeper based on the group. If you feel that, you know, mobile adoption, for example, it's so low in non-US countries. So what does make that difference, right? You know, right. you have to kind of dig into, I know it's lots of time, you have to put lots of energy, you have to make a plan to do this, but that's how you have to tackle the problem. You have to look at it, look at it that, you know, this is something that you can plan and you can fix it and you can talk about it with your management that you know you have a work around but if you want to have a permanent solution you just need to put some energy in the front and then you see the advantage in the long term and that's how things work mm -hmm. so you mentioned something in there as well in addition to that proactive uh, solicitation of feedback the use of reporting 
how much reporting, how do you use reporting? Are you using it on a daily basis? Are you taking monthly reports? Are you tying it back to metrics? And then once the metrics aren't hit, you're using it. How are you using reporting to kind of help you with some of that optimization and push some of the feedback questions that you're asking? That's another great area to talk about it when we talk about the reporting, right? So because that's also another area that could be overlooked and then people get busy with their day-to-day -day and probably that's the last thing that comes to their mind. I mean, the reporting, who cares about reporting? But guess what? I do care about the reporting and I do care about schedule report. When I say schedule, everything is a schedule. To me, it's useful. Why? Because Again, the answer is the same. Save you time. When you, you when you save time, that means that eventually it's going to bring down the cost because you prioritize other things and now your company and also you can benefit at the same time. So when I'm looking at the reporting, I'm thinking, okay, what I can do with the reporting, especially in the SAP Concord platform, that they have a huge intelligence idea over there just sitting for you to grab. So I schedule recording, reporting, weekly reporting, monthly reporting. I do it one time. Don't think that, you know, I go there like every day and I spend that much time. No, I do it one time, but I get those results that I'm looking for it on the recording basis, right? If it's monthly, I get it in my mailbox. If that's something that the management wants, I schedule it so they can receive in their a special date that they want to receive because that's another area maybe you think that you know it's funny but I also found out you know the time of the reporting is also important and it has an impact as who are those people that review it. I found that most of the people they love to receive their report on Friday between 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the U.S. employees which is very interesting because, again, company by company is different, but based on their need, this is the time they have that couple minutes to look at their email. Just imagine if you are the management and you are receiving 100 emails, that's so easy for you to kind of skip over that report. Even I spend that time, they still going to ask me a question, hey, Mason, where is that report? And then I start thinking, do they read that? report result in their mailbox. So there, there should be some investigation that, you know, why they are not getting it? Is it because something broke in terms of, you know, internal IT or maybe they just, you know, overlook it and then look into the reason and then find out the way that they can take advantage. If it's that Excel sheet has like a hundred rows and they they don't really want to see it, utilize the dashboard in Concord. We do have a dashboard in Concord. That means that if somebody like or management, they only have a minute to look at the data and they don't really want to test their Excel skills, they want to go somewhere in a couple seconds or a couple of minutes, see the result. They want to see, you know, the top 10 expense for last month. They don't want to 
go through all those Excel sheets. They just want to see it right there, ready for them. That's completely understandable. So work through that goals. Make the life easier for your management. And at the end, this is why you are here. Because if you don't tell them, they don't know that exists. You are the first layer. You have to be that bridge between concur and the users. Don't, again, a scary word. Don't assume they know everything. Yeah, you're speaking my language there because I am more of a visual learner and a visual absorber. So dashboards to me are my preferred mode of communication. And you're right, I wouldn't want to go through a million lines or even 10,000 lines on an Excel spreadsheet and have to put together some pivot tables or do some sorting or whatever else to find the data that I want. I like to see those pieces right in front of me in a very visual presentation. So kudos to you for thinking about about your audience and how they like to consume some of that information. I think it ties back quite clearly to knowing what's important and making that first impression. I mean, it, it makes a full circle conversation there. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with this, you know, uh, the world that we're all living there right now, time is precious. Everyone, you know, use it. And we have to maximize that and we have to leverage the technology. And right now, you know, all talking about the AI, which, you know, Concord has the ability. So why not? Let's just start thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I could talk to you for a really long time about all of these things because I'm fascinated about how you've optimized the program at Roku, but I know your time is very precious. And in fact, you invest a lot of time in optimizing, so I don't want to take too much time away from your optimization efforts. But I'd like to kind of summarize what we've heard in the conversation with you and the way that you work. And so in the spirit of simplification, which is really where you are in doing your optimization, I just want to get a couple of key takeaways. And the first one to me is teach yourself why things are important. That concept of understanding what you're managing and using all the tools available to you to get to understand that is truly not only an investment in yourself, but an investment in your program. It leads to innovation. It leads to being able to ask all the right questions. It leads to you being able to provide the right answers and it helps you drive that simplification. Would you say that's the correct takeaway, at least the first most important takeaway out of this conversation? Exactly. I 100% agree with that. Everything is start from you. Yeah. And then that idea of simplification. I mean, the days of employees sitting down and reading a sheet of paper or reading 20 sheets of paper tied to your expense policy are gone. You really need to make things simple for your audience. And it's not if it's simple for you, because you're the one who has the deep knowledge, it's if it's simple for them and they'll use it more and more efficiently if you make their lives easier. Would that be true too? That's 100% true. Those days gone. I don't want to go through 100 pages of the travel and expense policy. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I can't remember if I read the whole policy by myself and then later on when i create the faq 
I got in love with that because everyone loved that FAQ. They want to just see simple one pagers. They want to see the video like a one minute, two minutes. Even that podcast, you know, if it was like a three hours, I don't think that even I would listen to that podcast. So everyone wants something simple. Yeah. Well, and I think part of the simplification can be as well with the policy. If you've got a policy, you should be able to configure that into the SAP Concur platform. If you can't configure it in there, does it really need to be in the policy? Exactly, exactly. I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's what is happening. And again, you know, there are always, there are some gray area and that could be easily addressed with the FAQ, how to, exception, one pagers. There are other ways to add the flavor to that. But let's keep that idea alive, simplicity. And then the final takeaway that I have is related to feedback. Because feedback for the program and feedback to management, whether it's proactive or it's data-driven, whether it's scheduled, whatever it happens to be, that's critical not only to your program success, but it's critical to your program optimization. It's hard to convince people of innovation if you don't have measurement to show how innovative you have become, how more effective or efficient you've become, or how you are affecting their day-to-day -day business. Because T&E is a small part of a larger business strategy. And if you can't explain to them how you're affecting them, then you've lost the battle. I agree. Feedback is, you know, I personally need that every day. Yeah. <laughs> if, if every morning I just want to, you know, do my job and at night I wish that there was somebody that, you know, tell me that, you know, how I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is nobody available, but feedback is very important. It doesn't matter, you know, what kind of feedback. Sometimes, you know, I get some feedback that maybe I feel a little bit sad. I'm thinking that, oh, why I did that. But at the end, I feel proud because now I learned something from that and I can apply it. And sometimes I get the positive feedback and it kind of, you know, add to my motivation daily. So why not I offer the same thing to the end user that they are using the platform day to day? Their idea for me is much important than my idea. So I have to respect that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you some feedback right now. I think you did excellent. I love speaking with you about all the ways that you've optimized your program and all the ways that you have made that investment in the tools so that your company can then succeed. To me, that's a really inspirational story. So there's your feedback for today. <laughs> it sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much, Maysam, for joining us today. I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the SAP Concur Conversations podcast. To hear more exclusive insights and interviews from the world of business, travel, expense, and invoice processing, please be sure to subscribe and listen wherever you find your podcast. And join us again next time for our next SAP Concur Conversations.